Hello, I'm Suzanne. And I'm Peter. And you are listening to Sex Advice for Seniors. And if you like listening to Sex Advice for Seniors, then please share this. Press subscribe, enter your email, show us a little bit of love. We would really, really appreciate and welcome that. And we are here today with Rebecca Lowry, who is a sexual alchemist. I'm curious, what does that mean? Well, in one way, it means exactly what it says on the tin. So alchemy is about transformation, and so it's sexual transformation. And what that means in a broader sense is... Um, I work with men to heal, transform, explore, or expand who they are as a sexual being. Do you only work with men? Yes. Or yeah, right. And and how do I mean? How does that work? Do you <clears throat> like how do I do what, what I do? Yeah. <laughs> Nitty gritty. Um, it really <laughs> varies with um, each man, but. If I had to boil it down, um, like if I were to say what happens in a session, um, we have a chat. I know roughly why they're there because I only accept certain clients. And we, so we have an overarching intention where they think they'd like to get to. Um, and we chat. Most of the work that I do is on or through or with the body and energy system in some way. So once uh, my kind of spidey senses have clicked in, once we've had that chat, I usually invite them yeah. uh, to a futon on the floor. And, you know, any number of things may happen. I don't have a set um, thing that I do. It's not like, you know, session one is this and session two is that because um, true intimacy and the hardest sex happens when you're utterly in the moment and I find that it makes my it makes my thighs tingle even when I talk about it I find that I can you know so in order for me to help someone really drop into their deepest soul heart connected place in order to get where they want to go and for them to open up and expand as a human being so they can bring more of themselves to pleasure and intimacy we have to we have to be with what is not with what right. we think needs to happen or what, you know, we hope will happen, but what what's here right now and how do we use that to roughly go in the direction we want to go? And I, I say roughly because uh, very often there's something even better waiting for us if we don't grasp on to having to know. Okay. I still and didn't answer the question, did I? <laughs> really? I, I mean, I'm, uh, and look, we deal a lot with older people and we know that, Sometimes you can get to the grand old age of 50s and 60s and above and still not really understand what true intimacy feels like, especially, I suspect, because many of us grew up when it wasn't really talked about, you know, Mm -hmm. so we didn't really fully come into sex with any great understanding. And what we also know, of course, is that pornography has had a massive impact on what people think is sex and intimacy and what is real intimacy. How many of your clients are older men? All of them. Well, 99% of them, I would say, overall, my client range would be kind of mid to late 40s into late 60s, early 70s. But the but the majority of them are 50s, 60s. Yeah, right. 50s, 60s. I've worked with someone as old as 80, 80 something. Wow. 
And I've yeah. worked with someone who was 21. I didn't feel comfortable going younger than 21. Didn't feel like that was my ballpark. Um, you know, well, you yeah. know, like I, I'd rather work in my zone of genius. And although I, I can and would occasionally work with men under 40, well, that's just not who who comes and inquires yeah. you know, for sessions. Yeah. Right, right, and it's, right. I think, also not where my zone of genius is. You know, like I'm 57 and I think my zone of genius is, you know, 10 years earlier and, 10 to 15 years later kind of thing. And what, and what, and what provokes, I mean, I suspect there's lots of different reasons why people come to you, but is there, do you see a predominance in a certain trick, you know, reason trigger that people are coming that are like, I need to do something about this. Yeah. And interestingly, it kind of evolves. And I'd say there's kind of three main areas. One is men who are currently experiencing some sort of obvious physical difficulty. So, you know, struggling mm-hmm. to get maintain erections, struggling to last long, no confidence or um, little to no experience or no recent experience, you know, like widowers mm-hmm. or someone for whom it's just never really happened. Um, right. I would say those are the four main things that kind of happen in that category. There's another category of men who things are all right, you know, like it's going all right. They would probably consider themselves a decent lover, but there's a kind of itchy feeling in them that there's more to it than they're mm. able to get to on their own. You know, like this intuitive knowing that there's more to it than just the actions of sex. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. another uh, kind of corridor of men that come that are coming really to do some deep spiritual evolving and they know mm. that whatever, you know, personal development, spiritual self-awareness, whatever they're doing out besides me has not embraced who they are as a sexual being. And obviously that's part of who we are. It, and mm. it's, you know, it's a very spiritual part of who we are. And so mm. at some point in their other journey into, I don't know, self-inquiry, they've realized that piece is missing. And so they've come to do that. So is it um, is it a form of tantric sex at all? Just sort of tantric um, approach to spirituality and sexual feeling. I. It depends what you mean by tantric sex. I really struggle with how the West uses the term tantra. And mm. listen, I came into this work because I went to you know, neo-tantra courses in England that kind of awakened something in me. So I have a love and respect for it too. But I, it depends what you mean by tantric sex, I like, and, and what you mean by sex. So I would say that some of my, <laughs> my training was neo-Western tantra. So that definitely something of those trainings would be infused into my work. Mm. Um, mm. I don't follow, like, I'm not trained by Buddhist tantric, you know, like people who bring that uh, mm. from their mm. own culture. Um, mm. And yeah, does that help? <laughs> Is that yeah. yeah, yes. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, one of the things that always strikes me is that... It, you're meeting people for whom, you, you know, this is an arrangement and how much of that chemistry and connection can you create with somebody who essentially is coming to you as a client, you know, 
Um, because I think that's really, I always find that really interesting in that I know that there are some people and tantric people, especially that I've spoken to that say, you know, chemistry is a completely manufactured idea. We can create chemistry with anybody. I personally don't feel that. I, I, I know that when I have chemistry with somebody and when I don't. Mm. So I think there's several layers to this. I think you, we can walk into a room of strangers and our eyes will see people that we find attractive. If we close our mm-hmm. eyes and just move around the room, our body will find chemistry with some people that maybe our eyes wouldn't feel chemistry with. But also mm-hmm. when you are guided to drop into a space of intimacy with someone who knows how to take you there and you are willing mm-hmm. to let go of human construct of who you think that you would find some fire with, then yes, we mm. can find that with anyone. I mean, I can give you examples if you want. <laughs> Should I give yeah, you I'd love to examples? hear an example. Yeah, I'd love to hear an example. There's two that pop to mind and quite <laughs> often examples don't. So I feel like they might as well be shared. Um, so one of them was um, years and years and years ago, I went into a phone shop to have my phone repaired and it was tiny and it was like next to a station. It was about the size of a closet. And I handed them over my phone and there was like a couple of customers and a couple of people that worked there milling about. And one of them that worked there said to me, you know, so what do you do? And I was like, <laughs> like how do I answer this? You know? And I just said, Oh, I, I help people have better sex. That's what came out at that time. And he was like, <laughs> you know, looked at me and he kind of backed away as people often do. Yeah. Then a little while later, he, he looked at me and he said, can you help me? And I went, yeah, come here. And he went, what? I said, come here. Honestly, I don't like, this just happened. I did not think this through. Right. So, right. so he came over and I said, I want you to stand in front of me. I want you to relax your body. Do, take some breaths and close your eyes. And I said, and I want you to bring every single part of you into your body right now. I want everything that you love about yourself, everything that you beat yourself up for. I want your darkness and your flaws and your beauty and all of it in this present moment. And when you're ready, I want you to open your eyes and I'm going to be here with my eyes open to receive you. And he, you know, I could see him like do this. He's like, you know, 24 or something. And he, you know, I could feel like, you know, my work is, is visceral. So I can feel it. I could feel him arrive in his body. And he opened his eyes and he looked in mine. And after probably four seconds, he went, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And you could see him start shaking. And he was like, what was that? I'm going to tell my girlfriend. I'm going to tell my girlfriend. And he just wandered off, muttering to himself. (laughs) Because I saw him. I saw him. And the other example that came to mind, oh, this was really so delicious, so I used to work, at, um, I used to live in London. And so where I lived was up a couple of flights of stairs. So somebody would buzz and I would buzz them in and they would come up and I would look down and kind of see the top of their head coming up, you know. And I saw this chap had a particular kind of thinning hair and a badly fitting suit and it wasn't really nice material, you know, and he was a bit goofy maybe I don't know nothing bad just you know it's like okay Mm. how am I going to connect with this chap that kind of thing so he comes in and goofy is but lovingly you know there's just like so we're chatting and I'm like okay let's like I don't 
I never know how I'm going to start a session. But with him, I was like, let's do some eye gazing. I, want, I need to connect with you. So we sit down on the floor, on the, on the futon, and we start looking into each of those eyes. And I'm inviting him, just like I did with that chap in the phone shop. I'm inviting him to bring himself present. I got to tell you, it makes my eyes water now even to talk about it. Honestly, it brings me to tears. All I can tell you is, within moments, this absolute God was sitting in front of me. <laughs> like this absolute glorious, hot, vibrant piece of universe. And we had the most amazing time. Yeah. Mm. And it came to a natural end and we got dressed and he put on his ill-fitting suit. And I was like, wow, like walking down the street, nobody would know because they would yeah. look at you with their eyes and make a judgment and not take the time to connect mm. with your soul. But when yeah, yeah. You, you can connect with, with someone's soul in a moment, if you're willing to drop down and get all your shit out of the way, you know, so intimacy is, is available. It's just usually our shit and, and conditioning and shame and thoughts and preferences are in the way. But I do a lot of, lot, a lot of work to not have that stuff in the way. Yeah. But as you say, people are, you know, there is that the way the visual, the first visual and your first visual image of this guy was kind of goofy, ill-fitting suit, doesn't look. My first thought was, if you're a god, why not just go out and buy a better suit? <laughs> well, because because we're not just that one thing. You know, like when no, I'm I in know, a session, you know. I'm this ancient being of wisdom. I'm not walking through everyday life with it as this ancient I try, but I forget. I get caught up in being human. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm being facetious. Oh, right. Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Only a little. (laughs) But um, I think she was thinking of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Whatever. Um, what was I going to say? Um, is it how, you know, it, it, look, receiving people into your home that you've never met or into your space, wherever you're working, um, can, can be scary, right? Never. Have, have never, you've never no. had any kind of scary moments where. No, never. So for one, I trust my intuition implicitly. And if I didn't, I couldn't do this work. I never second guess yeah. myself. And for two, um, for instance, when I was living in London, I, I I could tell from an email whether somebody was right for me to work with or not. Um, yeah. And in the early days, I only did individual sessions. So I only had to know they were right for a session. Nowadays, I don't, I don't work like that anymore. Now I do programs. So I, I work with people over time. And mm-hmm. so I will go back and forth with email. If I think that they feel like a fit, if I feel that they feel like a fit, then I invite them into a Zoom consultation you know, okay. Zoom, and yeah. I have a chat with them and it's, and I will ask them quite often if I can tune into their system. So I, I will know if I can work with someone and if we're a match or not. Yeah. Um, right. Also, there's always someone home. I mean, I, you know, there's always someone here, oh, God right. forbid something went wrong, but I, I'm never scared ever because oh, if, if I'm scared, I shouldn't be inviting that person to work with me. That doesn't make any no. sense. And I can tell you, I only once fucked it up once and I can't remember what happened. I had a, I came off of a phone call onto a, a phone call, which I already, that should have been a red flag because no one should have my phone number. But anyway, <laughs> unless I gave it to them. But I something happened. I didn't take enough space between the two. And I offered the second guy a session. And afterwards, I was thinking there's something not right here. 
I don't mm. think I'm in danger, but something's off. I can feel it. Something's off. So this was, again, when we were in London, tiny little two-bedroom flat. And I said to my partner, like, you've got to be home. Like, mm. usually no, I wouldn't let anyone be home. I said, you've got to be home and you can't make a sound. You know, <laughs> I, this guy can't know you're here. Mm. And so we set him up with, like, a sandwich and a and like a bottle to pee in if he needed to. Like, you know, it was just like, because if the session was going to go ahead, it was two hours, you know. <laughs> wow. And the guy arrived and I thought, no, he's not quite right. Something's a little off. I didn't feel in danger still. Yeah. And we were, you know, doing the bit at the beginning, talking, trying to work out what we were going to do. And he, at some point he said, you know what? He said, I want to bring you a gift. And I said, I'm sorry. He said, I, I want to bring you a gift. I'm going to go round to the shop and get you a gift. And I was like, I would prefer you not to leave. I can't really <laughs> hold your energy if you leave. But he was a little, he wasn't agitated, but I could see he really wanted to go. And I thought maybe this is his out, you know, maybe some, yeah. so I, I so, which is just, this was all like never anything like this had ever happened. But I knew, I knew I had judged this one wrong. So anyway, I said, okay. I said, let's get your shoes. Let's, you know, put you back together. Yeah. You, you go do that. I said, I'll, I'll be here. And you just mm. buzz when you're ready to come back. And I thought he is not coming back, but he yeah. left. I waited for 10 minutes before I went and said anything to my partner. Then I went and said to him, look, he this is what he said he's going to do, but I don't think he's coming back, but I don't feel I can put him down. We agreed a two hour session. I said, so yeah. you move about the flat as you need to. If he comes back, you go back in the bedroom. And I sat at the window <laughs> holding him until the end of the session, because I yeah. felt like yeah. I don't know what transpired there. There was nothing mm. odd. It, I mean, it was odd, but it wasn't, I didn't yeah. feel in danger. And I thought maybe our souls needed to do some work. Maybe there was something. Um, and that was fine. And then when it was over, you know, I just cleared myself of it and, and that was done. But that, but I, you know, that was the only time in like 17 years. Yeah. And I suspect, look, some people probably don't come in with one expectation, right? And then you're, you're doing something that doesn't meet their expectation in that way. And maybe they thought, you know, whatever they thought. And you're like, well, I'm not that person for you. So, maybe. So. I did have, when I first started doing this work, you know, I was trying everything. I was doing the healing side. I was doing sort of the less more, not less, I take that back, the more just, just for pleasure side, which I don't really do anymore. Mm, and this yeah. chap came along. Oh God, this was, and he he what did he say oh he wanted i think he wanted a tantra massage which is which is a, a term i really don't like anymore like it really ruffles my feathers but at the time i was learning i was a newbie whatever so he comes along we talk about what we're going to do boundaries and consent health and safety you know he lays down on the futon and i put my hands on to connect with him take some breaths you know and start to move my hands and within a few minutes he goes what are you doing and i said well i'm starting you know to touch you starting to do some massage he said you're being intimate <laughs> <laughs> well so what did he expect then he, i'll was tell he... you what he expected if i can be a bit crass he wanted a rub and a tug he just ah. wanted me that's what he wanted you know he wanted yeah. a little bit of actual massage and mm. and a wank i think <laughs> and so he was just horrified he was and honestly he was face down so he was getting this just from touch just right, from right. my hands 
Yeah. I hadn't put my body on him. I hadn't said, you know, he, like accus, a, a, accusation, you know, you're being <laughs> intimate. I was like, yeah. I, I just uh, didn't even know what to do with that. And he yeah. decided to leave. <laughs> I think, you know, that as you said before, look, that we've spoken to a few people who are tantric pr- practitioners and both incredibly different, by the way, like mm. very, very, very different. Mm. One woman in the States who was really into kind of very, what I would say was very progressive ideas around like, what was it? What cervix orgasms and, oh, yeah. and, 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 you know, kind of very deep vaginal pleasure and all this sort of stuff talking about all of this. And the other one who, um, Jan Day, who I'm sure, you know, you know, and we loved, and I love Jan and Jan is much more for, for us anyway, we talked much more about boundaries. We talked much more about the ability to say no, to invite in intimacy, to, you know, much more kind of a slower um, progression towards what it means to be intimate and giving women, especially, as you know, the freedom to be able to step and back and say no and to invite all of that. So it's very, 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 very different conversations, but both under the umbrella of Tantra, right? Mm. So it's been abducted, that word, by yes. so many different types of people that now you almost have to ask people like Peter did, when you say Tantra, what do you actually mean? Because it seems to have, a, you know, and then some people just go still immediately go to Sting and Trudy, just fucking for six hours or, mm. or whatever Which the hell they what do. They did by the way (laughs) have you heard trudy talk about what that was so she said they were quoted as having tantric sex for eight hours and she said do you really think we were just you know i can't even think of you know yeah in penetration for eight hours like of course not she said we drew a bath together and we got in that bath and we chatted and we let go of the last few days and we stroked each other's bodies and we had a cup of tea and like, you know, it was, it was a whole day of intimacy and some of it may or may not have included penetration, but sex yeah. isn't about, you know, like you could do penetration and call it yeah. sex, but you could do a lot of other things and, mm. and have immense pleasure and cosmic orgasms, and all sorts of things. And, yeah. yeah, it's funny you say about jam because when we were think, saying about tantra, I thought there's two people I can think of that are using tantra, the word tantra, in a way that I'm comfortable with. Jan is one of them. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She recently, yeah. I asked her what her uh, definition of tantra was about this time last year. She she took part in a, in a festival that I ran, and um, she basically said it, it's embracing everything and using everything to grow and evolve. Yeah. And I was friends with some people in the States called Patricia and Michael that wrote a couple of books about Tantra and Tantra massage. And they're both amazing people as well. And they, I think they use it in a very similar way. It's a, it's a whole approach that's, but it's not totally about penetrative sex. It's, you know, it's massage, it's, it's intimacy, it's touch, it's everything. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I think it's but beyond it, even that, you know, really you know. it's a spiritual path for living ecstatically in the world. And mm. only a very small fragment of it is about sexuality. Yeah. yeah. It, the idea is really, if you could take its teachings about how to live ecstatically and apply those in the bedroom, 
But, yeah. you know, people want to just go, how's it going to make penetration better? You've missed the point, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think so, that's kind of, that's what's ha- happened to it really in, in many ways. It's become westernized in the, in the most base sort of way as to how it becomes uh, intercourse and it becomes penetration. Whereas really yeah. what, I, I guess what we are trying to do here is to get people to think about um, something we've talked about before, which is outercourse. It's how to uh, create a whole sort of bodily um, a bodily position where you are giving yourself and also receiving others as well. And, and that's what intimacy surely has to be. You know, have, have, it might make you feel a little bit better and there's great mm. value in that, but mm. I haven't used any of my magic with you. You yeah, know, yeah, I've yeah. just been a human woman with you and yeah. you could go find that somewhere else. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have deep magic to bring and deep healing and deep transformation. And um, that's what I, that's, that's, you know, I, I want to enjoy my work as well. And so if you, if you're coming just for intimacy, hmm. I'm going to be bored eventually. And, and you <laughs> mentioned you have a partner and yes. I know that you've had a partner for a while. Um, how has your partner received all of this? I mean, I assume he's totally cool with it, but it takes a bold man to be able to be with a woman who's, you know, who is doing this kind of work, I think. Well, we've actually just at the weekend celebrated our 15 year anniversary. And well done. Uh, yay. 
and I was just starting this work when we got together, you know, um, yeah. and he said that he said that he always thought that he would end up with somebody who was in the sexual arena in some way because it's such an important area of life. And he said, you know, that in in his mind, his kind of ideal, I don't think he had an ideal woman, but if he had to have a mold for someone to fit in, it was Barbara uh, Streisand from Meet the Fockers, <laughs> right? She was the kind of hippie woo-woo sex therapist, wasn't she? She was, yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. So like, and he's also, you know, he's a magician of his own kind. He does really deep, uh, magical healing. He's, he, you know, we both do a lot of self-awareness, personal development stuff on ourselves, And yeah. he knows that sexuality is crucial to that. And so, you know, he just, I mean, he's my biggest fan, you know, if anything. Mm. That's brilliant. I love hearing that because, you know, it's um, it's just, yeah, it's great when you when you find someone who's on that wavelength and who gets it and who's really supportive because, you know, it's not it's not easy. And well, and who's willing to look at, you know, it's like if if something was bothering him about anything to do in our relationship, instead of um, pushing it away or blaming, he'd go, okay, what's going on here within me mm, that mm, I need to look at mm, rather yeah. than let's make everything outside of me wrong. Yeah. What do I need to heal within myself? You know, he's very in- emotionally intelligent and yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah. willing to constantly grow. I mean, these days I'm keeping up with him and so the other way around. So, you know, um, that's great. I do, that's but, great. but I don't take it for granted because I have um, mentored practitioners in my work, whose partners were not at all happy or easy with what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. And finally, you are about to release something that I noticed on your website says it's coming soon. You're behind the red curtain. Is that your new project? Behind the velvet curtain. I have Wait, done it. The velvet curtain. I've, oh, you've done it. It's live now. Yeah, I'm, okay, check. That's right on oh, my website. But um, yeah. yes, it is. So and just this weekend, actually, I decided to to refer to it differently. I had been referring to it as a private members area because I thought that was like a little sexy. And technically, that's still what it is. Mm. But as I feel into it more and more and what the people who've joined already are telling me, and even in my body, I can feel it differently. It's really like a, a digital temple. It's like, you know, thousands of years ago when I did this work, I'd probably be either in a temple somewhere or, you know, probably a lot of time in like my my home in the woods somewhere, but kind of a place where people would come to get information. There would be resources there. There would be work with me, but there would be other, I don't know, teachings there in some kind of way. And so instead of me going out in the world and finding people and bringing them back to that place, it feels like no. I, now my time is for sitting in the temple myself and mm. having people come and it feels very energetic. I mean, there is a digital home, you know, it does exist yeah. at the back end of my website, but it, it feels like my body is more and more engaged with it. My energy, like it feels like a place for me to light the incense that I would light in the temple, but it goes into the container. So it, like as people join, it's like they come into my 
energy bubble. Yeah. Of- you are the goddess, Rebecca. You are the goddess. They're coming to see the goddess. That's it. I can't literally in my head. I'm like, she's the goddess. Why doesn't she say welcome to, you know, come and join the goddess because you know, that's what you're doing. Right. Comfortable with the term goddess. No. Oh, I I think think but that is, but that is, yeah, I know, but I know, you know why. I mean, no, it, I had an experience <laughs> once with a chat. I was trying to, I was at some event, you know, tantric flavored event and I was trying to go to the loo and some guy kind of popped in front of me as I was on my way. And I'm like, you know, and, and he was all very trying to be very earnest but he was actually being an asshole and he, yeah. cause he was blocking my route, mm. you know, right. for his own, what he needed. And he looked me in the eyes and I was trying not to be rude. Uh, let me give him a second, you know, and he was, I see you goddess. I was like, no, you fucking don't. You don't see me. <laughs> if you saw me, you wouldn't have said that. You would have got out of the way or helped me go to the loo. You, you inserted what you need here. Well, like, the thing is that goddess, <laughs> goddesses don't go to the toilet, you know. Right. <laughs> well, I was saying, I forgot. <laughs> Thank you. A bit like the queen. This goddesses, this, this I love goes. that. Can we close that at goddesses don't go to the loo? We'll just, we'll just end there. I think such a fabulous ending. Goddesses don't go to the loo, but Rebecca does. Right. And- <laughs> yeah, I always like to bring it back. <laughs> down to earth <laughs> okay thank you, thank so, you so much, much for chatting that. with us yeah. that's 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 brilliant i've learned I, I feel like i've learned a lot and um yeah and you will of course give us all of your social media websites all that kind of stuff which we will um which we will insert at the end of the text that accompanies this little podcast and thanks everybody for listening and do stay tuned share love us subscribe do all that kind of stuff that we really like money is always welcome as well if you want but nobody's done that so far (laughs) actually somebody did do you know what peter actually somebody did subscribe before we pulled the paid for button off which we had put it on by mistake somebody gave us 50 bucks oh really right literally out of nowhere gave us a year subscription and I gave him a bloody refund because oh, right. that's the sort of nice person that I am. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. but it, it, clearly there was one person out there willing to do that. Yeah, so there so. may be more. Who knows? <laughs> there may be more. There may be more. Anyway, lovely okay. to talk to you, Rebecca. Thank you, Thank you so and much. Thank you. Bye.